Hey everyone, this episode is brought to you by RPAL Gary at Partscaster Concierge. Gary offers custom designed Partscaster style builds and bodies catering to upscale DIY builders. Concierge services are included with every project to ensure every build is perfectly tailored. Gary can assist with design concepts, electronic configurations, hardware selections, and everything in between. Now, every DIY builder is working at a different knowledge or skill level, so Gary offers these services on an as-needed basis, so he can be as involved in your build as you need him to be, with help sourcing parts or even advice during your finishing or assembly phases. Gary offers flat-top, contoured, or edge-routed bodies for bolt-on necks, as well as custom pick guards, necks, pre-setups, and other parts and services through builders and guitar techs within Gary's ever-growing network. So if you're on the hunt for a sick custom parts caster project, check out at Partscaster Concierge on social media or PartscasterConcierge.com. <laughs> Trick or treat and rotten meat. Oh my god, it is Halloween. It's an totally Halloween episode. Yeah, man, it's it's actually Halloween, Halloween. I mean, they're not gonna hear this till three days, two days, three days. Yeah, whatever the Tuesday following. Some single days. digit number of days that I apparently can't count after Halloween, but we are recording on Halloween. My name being It's Alive, Al. And I have sitting across me, Creepy Crawly Casper. And <laughs> on the other end of things, you know, they can't pick up your uh, snidely laughing if you're not on the microphone. But on the other <laughs> end, our special guest, terrifying Trevor Woodland from Vigilant Guitars. Welcome, Trevor. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. Round two. Good to have me back with the uh, gruesome twosome. <laughs> is this round two? Or yeah, we, I thought we had you on one twice already. Am I confused? No. You're confused. I'm confused. Okay. No, I can't see my toes. I can't count too well. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm also having trouble with the counting, as you've already heard. I like the gruesome twosome thing. That's got that's got potential. You're hired. If you ever wanted to be a podcast co-host. <laughs> oh, sorry, Al. Your sitting That's there. hurtful. <laughs> Because that implies that I have to go for him to get hired. Well, it wouldn't hurt. <laughs> was, you know, oh, that's just rude. I mean, it wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't hurt you. You know, we could just have a third guy. A guy named Trevor. We could. The third man. Okay, I like yeah. it. All right. Well, <clears throat> anyways. Uh, we are here on Halloween, so we made, uh, Trevor warned us, there might be a doorbell or two in his background because of trick-or-treaters. We're in a basement, so we're not going to hear any trick-or-treaters down here. And nobody's trick-or-treating my neighborhood. No. <laughs> <laughs> if they are, their parents have I mean, I've problems. had a few offers for tricks driving through your neighborhood. <laughs> it's not, it's not a lie, oh, but it's terrible. <laughs> Every, actually, there's, there's a, a four-way just over there. Whoa! That what four-way stop? Sorry, yeah, yeah, I sorry. Four-way yeah. stop. Okay, <laughs> yeah. you gotta say, you gotta <laughs> just say the stop. The never-ending four-way. Uh, anyway, that's right. a whole. Other. <laughs> um, there's a four-way stop nearby, and pretty much every time I've ever driven through it and stopped at it, uh, somebody uh is offering 
goods and or services. <laughs> so, you know, it's not a, a lot of little kids walking around at night right now. No. Not here. Not down here, nope. <laughs> Anyways, let's kick it. So, who wants to go first? Who, who, do, who should, you, you pick who goes first. What's going on this week, music and or guitar-wise? Trevor. Trevor. Oh, geez. Um, uh, gosh. Blindsided. I've got, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I've got, like, so many irons in the fire right now. It's, um... It's just like every every day is kind of funny. So I got like the well. Let's let's make it more complicated for you. Not okay. not work related. Not work related. Oh geez. Okay. Um, take all the <laughs> took all the juice out of the. All, yeah, that's all I do, right? So, all right, no, fine. Work related. Uh, yeah, yeah. Music related. Let's see. No, no, we're not. We're not doing a specific interview about you per se today. So I figure you know you can you could probably do work related. Make up your <laughs> mind, Al. Well, usually we're interviewing yeah, you're, our you're guests true. about what they're they're That's doing and stuff. So if, if the first thing we do is say, "Yeah, give us a five minute summary of your of what you do," Heck and then yeah. let's talk about the same thing for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fair enough. It's just it's kind of you know when when you kind of when you do what you like every day, it's kind of like, well, where does the work end and where does the like the fun stuff start? Because then you just you stop working, then you go upstairs, you start playing guitar, and it's like, is that work related? Is this is this research in some weird way can i can i you know pass this off to my bookkeeper and whatever and get get a little bit of tax rebate or something so you know those those lines are blurry man um <laughs> but uh i guess well <laughs> so um i worked on this guitar it wasn't um, it's not going up for sale so i guess it's not really work related in a sense but it was for this uh contest out in uh merry old london town the great guitar build-off um yeah. oh your, your that, entry for the great guitar build-off was so cool mm-hmm. oh it was so cool but it just had so many kinks like into it because i just we i just tried to stuff everything i could into that thing and uh basically since that contest has um come to an end We've been, uh, me and um, uh, local amp tech, uh, Phil, um, can't pronounce his last name, Petrowski or something, uh, something Polish, but um, he's been helping me just work on all these kinks. There was uh, LEDs and like a smoke machine inside of it, and it's just been like making noise and not working, and the battery's doing this and that, and so it's, it's kind of been like a, like a, like a, a spiteful passion project to make this thing work as intended, so uh, with... <laughs> Like no intention of selling it or anything, just to like it's more just a peace of mind to help you sleep at night. But uh so finally got it back, finally got it sort of working. We've kind of figured out we're just we're fighting physics at a certain point. And uh so we got that back and that's I've been kind of playing around with that and all the toggles. So I can sleep peacefully knowing that it's uh it is what it is. Nice. I congratulate you. I mean <laughs> I'm sure that you're at the moment you're kind of just like like you're probably over the guitar a little bit in a lot of ways, but it is is such a cool guitar. And the fact that you've got it like working properly makes makes me happy because, uh, it's an undertaking. (laughs) I love that guitar. I love it a lot. Yeah. It's, um, it's kind of weird. Like you got to even like, it's, we kind of, we both looked at each other. It's like, this didn't work. Like this is kind of a failure. Like it didn't work as we thought, like it wanted to do all the other cool things, but, um, you know, it's like getting, it's like going from an F to a D, right? In class, like you're like, 
yeah, all right, this will, this could work, this could run. So, <laughs> but that's how you learn, right? You, you kind of attempt the impossible and try and meet somewhere in the middle. I, I understand. I have uh, what is what I affectionately call the time machine telly. Uh, started life once upon a, a time as a Mexican standard Telecaster, and uh, it's since undergone a heavy complicated airbrush paint job and, and many, many little mods and stuff. And it looks like a, a steampunk time machine. Beauty. And, uh, it's, it used to be a guitar that I, I was entirely designed for, for gigging with the band I used to play in. And, and it was always that guitar that after every show, people were like, what the heck is that thing? And it was a lot, great conversation starter. And one of the things I did to it was I stuffed, uh, this was back in uh, 2010, 2011. I uh, opened up the the back a whole bunch and put in an MXR carbon copy, which I promptly broke. And then I put in another one and I broke that one. (laughs) And uh, the thing probably had five or six carbon copies go in and out of it (laughs) as I learned how to, you know, install an effects pedal into the body of a guitar. And I, and I was doing it the, the silliest possible way where I was, you know, going to a shop, buying a carbon copy, ripping it out (laughs) I'm sure I could have, uh, you know, put all that energy into t- talking to somebody at MXR to get, can yeah. I buy a carbon copy with no shell? Um, but it, yeah, I never did get it to work perfectly. It would work for a little while and then eventually it would die. And, uh, I eventually just ripped out the guts of the last carbon copy and bypassed everything. Cause I got frustrated with it. So I, I feel a similar frustration to your fog machine guitar. Except yeah, but that's, that's well. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I I don't know. I think it's just it's 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 probably the that's the way I learn. Like I just everything I got I've been good at is it's because I failed at it a hundred times, right? And then eventually on the hundred and first time, it's like got it. And now I've seen every failure, so you can you can do that. I think there's real merit in just you know basically failing upward in a weird way, right? Because if you if you did it perfect the first time, you don't appreciate how hard it is to to actually do the darn thing. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can definitely relate to that. That's why my second marriage is going so well. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> actually, it's kind of true. It really is. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good segue. Let's well, go. <laughs> I made I made the awkward joke, but as soon as I made it, I was like, "No, actually, that's true. I, uh, I have learned how to be a better husband and how to have a better marriage because I had a bad one." Oh. Anywho, that's kind of dark. I'm sorry. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, what about you, Al? What have you been up to, music and or guitar related this week? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> what was true? Are you done there, Trevor? Oh, I'm I'm done. Yeah, I'm done on the marriage subject. We're gonna move from that. Oh well, okay. I'm gonna bring up something else of yours that I want to talk about just because I loved it. Um, me this week. Um, picked up a Dan Electro baritone. Oh yes, yes. Been enjoying that. I haven't seen it yet. No, I didn't think to bring it. I'm sorry. Hmm. Um, I have, however, seen a thing. Yeah, I brought. I brought the weird noise. Uh, Pedal that I the what the fuzz what the fuzz that I forgot last week mm-hmm, mm-hmm, almost mm-hmm. forgot it again this week. Made two I, trips just just so that you didn't yeah, forget I it. Did. I was not forgetting it a second time. No sir. Actually nice. now I don't know where it is. Did you move it? I didn't touch it. Oh boy. 
Peterson, what have you done? Anyways, <laughs> I put it down here somewhere. Maybe it's in the box. It's probably in the box. Probably in the box. Oh, it's in this box. That's right. I moved it because I was using this box as a neck rest. I got a lot of pedal boxes on my, my Yeah, you got a lot of stuff going on over there. Yeah. Anyways, brought that. Got a baritone. Uh, then the same guy who I got the baritone from um, put is has got a T60 that he's selling. And so now I'm kind of looking at this baritone going, what? Because as much as I love the baritone and, and, and I would love to have it, um, I think we've talked how many bazillion of times about how I had a T60 about 15 years ago. I sold it. I've been sad I sold it ever since. And, um, so uh-huh. we're, we're talking a little bit and maybe working something out. <laughs> See if I can find a, a no cash way to get myself into the T60. Dude, <laughs> <sighs> I mean it's cool. I like I like T sixties. Yeah, no, they're cool. Yeah, I I I dig it. I'm gonna have to hollow out everything under the pick guard just so it's light enough I can play it. But I, <laughs> we know some people. It's true. It's true. Um, there's something else I was gonna bring up for what happened this week, guitar under music wise. Oh. I've been playing the Everliving Tarnation out of the offset with the all carbon fiber rubato guitars. Jazz master. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which uh, I just don't feel right calling a jazz master anymore because it's not even close to anything Fender or Squire does anymore. Yeah, but it's everything except the neck. (laughs) Like it's still even a Squire jazz master pickups and everything. It's it's true. Those are on their way out. It's it's a jazz master. The tremolo is is descendant. It's jazz master. It's it's yeah. It's an <laughs> offset. Listen, just because you're ashamed of your squire talent, I'm jazz <laughs> master. <laughs> that you've that you've put an unholy, incredible neck on, and now you feel like oh I shouldn't call it that because well, it, it, I think you have a feeling like it lessens the neck a little bit. Like it, like it, like it, like it. No, I just don't feel like it's even close to a, a Squire Jazzmaster anymore. Well, yeah, no, they definitely never put carbon fiber necks on those. No, they don't. But they should, because mm. wow. Yeah. The neck is ridiculous. It is. Feels, it, I, it's. I can't yeah. even argue. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. What, um, what kind of finish did they use on it? Um, just out of curiosity. You, well, you can spec different ones. Um, you can do matte or satin, or you can do gloss. Um, I chose to do satin on the back of the neck, um, so it felt better to play it. And then kind of well, it's less sticky. Yeah. I think. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm my frame of reference is like zero, um, but I would imagine that like a urethane neck full gloss is always more is sticky, sticky than satin. That it's would just, be my. It assu- it's an neck. assumption on my part. Um, and then the uh, the rest of the headstock is full gloss. Mm-hmm. But they do, oh, nice. Yeah. They do a really subtle job of the blend. Um, I didn't even notice that there was a difference. Yeah. Honest, you had you pointed it out. I'm like, oh, yeah. It's yeah. Pretty, it feels pretty slick. Feels great. I'm really glad I went that route. Because um, I can feel on the headstock it is a little bit more sticky. And it and I, I am liking the feel of the of playing the neck satin. Oh, so. mm-hmm. And I've been playing that guitar constantly. And I don't even have an amp or anything there. It's just. Just it just unplugged. It just feels so great. The play of it is so great that like 
what did I spend setting it up down here? Like three minutes tops? Oh, not <laughs> even. I was like, I think it was going back to make sure the neck screws were tight was as long as you spent with it. Yeah, like it was like stringing it took longer than anything else. Yeah, totally. But the and then like setting up the action and stuff, like I maybe spent three minutes on that, and it, it it's one of the best guitars I've ever had. Don't sell it. I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> not gonna, not going to. But um, now I'm afraid to plug it in because it. I didn't mind the sound of it plugged in before, but the pickups were kind of eh, they're okay. You know, it was a $500 Canadian guitar. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I don't want to call them lethargic, but they're a little lethargic. Well, it's... It wasn't my favorite thing to, no. to play. Uh, for the quality level of instrument you're getting at that price point, for Squire's got no reason to feel bad or apologize for those pickups. I literally have its sister ship in the telly on the wall. Yeah. And it's a good playing guitar. Yeah, so I, I have no bones to pick about that guitar. But now that it's got this stupidly insane neck on it and it's got this stupidly insane descendant trem on it and it's playing and, and feeling so amazing i i it the electronics i know yeah <laughs> are, are, are where they are and they're gonna have to go so mm. you didn't do the bridge the descendant bridge you just did the tr the trem system yeah right? the, you stuck with he, the um mr swope had not invented the bridge when I got the oh, I'm thinking system. mastery. Never mind. Yeah, no. Carry on as you were. No, but but Descendant does have a. They do now a bridge specific to them. Oh, nice. And it's uh, and very much like the uh, the tram where it has those extra slots to allow the strings to go through at a different angle. Yeah. Um, they kind of did the same thing with their bridge. Nice. They put some slots on the back, uh, to allow the strings better break angle. Um, that's got the Mustang style barrel saddles, and they offer it in nine and a half and a twelve inch radius versions oh cool um i actually don't think i'm going to do that the squire bridge is mustang style the brake angle is perfect right now um the, the swope descendant bridge is incredible um i'm going to save that money and put it into the electronics that's where that's where that guitar needs to be taken now yeah nice. anyway what about you buddy let's get into you um well this week was kind of cool i did a i did a uh a live pedal build on Instagram, which was really cool. I started from basically just a, a PCB that I designed and ordered and, and brought in. And then, uh, and uh, it's a boost pedal. And I just decided that yesterday I was going to go ahead and, and build one live. And um, so I'd never actually done the enclosure part only once and it wasn't great. So this one was really like spending the time to measure the enclosure once the board was assembled and, and like, anyways, it was a lot of fun. We got, I got to hang out with like Sheldon Ann from True North and Sean from Lollygagger popped on and there was a couple other people and, and Steph was on from work. It was fun, but you know, it was really cool to just hang out and like yeah. build a pedal live on the, on Instagram live and got, you know, some people chatting with me while I was doing it. And it was a lot of fun, man. It was a lot of fun. I'm going to do some more of that. It was a, it was a blast. Um, other than that, uh, not a lot, man. Like I just been working like a dog. Yeah. And uh I'm dealing with some some stress issues, family stuff and that kind of thing, but nothing nothing too crazy guitar related. Just the the pedal stuff and I'm really digging it. Well, having a lot of fun. Okay. I, I don't You're, know if it was this week or last week that I put that other pedal together and and really digging that too. Had one just go together like on the first try. And it worked. Yeah. 
It was crazy. Your your, your pedal there looks great. I oh, thanks, man. Down here. Yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Have to snap a nice picture of that for me. Make sure it goes up on the social medias. I got some. Um, should we launch into it? Yeah, man. What's, right. what's this episode about? We're not talking vigilant guitars today. We're no. talking other stuff. Oh my gosh. Uh, it's finally time, folks. We've been talking about it for almost a year. Yeah, we've been kind of, well, I want to say beating around the bush. We've well, been beating around the bush. The planning of this started at this point over a year ago. I'm going to call it two. Almost two years. I think uh, it would have been s- September, October. Two years ago, we first had the conversation about it. You and I. Yeah. It's anyway. It's it. I don't remember when I first talked to uh, to Gary and then to our you know Trevor here, um, but it's been this has been such a long time coming. And then uh, right when we thought we were going to get everything uh, kicked off and ro- rip roaring, uh, forest fires came through and I went homeless. And then uh, the entire show went uh, on the sidelines for yeah. We kind of went dark for a while. Two months. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but we're here. We're alive. We have instruments in front of us, sort of. Mostly. And uh, we're doing it. It's kicked off officially. This is episode one of, uh, I think we're going to do four. Yeah, I think four is good. I don't know. We, we don't have a super rock solid plan in front of us. Uh, of do, the, do we ever? Uh, well, <laughs> we, you can't, you can't not, you got to be who you are. <laughs> so, anyways, let fly the sails and into the breeze we go. Mm-hmm. Uh Episode one of the parts build series. This is it. Trevor is the guest of honor. And the reason behind that is because this episode is going to be talking all about planning, essentially, and ordering and parts. And how getting important prepared. planning is. Yeah. And uh, talking about some of the stages of the builds that we did that we're not going to be doing kind of, quote unquote, real time. Yeah. Like we're going to do with the rest of the build. So, with that in mind, uh, it's pretty hard to get a better guy to talk to about planning than somebody like Trevor, who does this all the time, as opposed to our idiotic selves. Mm. And, you know, I failed to count to three earlier in this episode, so you know, can't trust me. <laughs> it comes after two, so yeah. I mean, we're, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes, that's right. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, um, we actually, I, I don't know that we, I think when we went into this in the beginning stages of the quote unquote, I think the air quotes planning, um, I personally, I don't think that I had it quite grasped how much planning was going to have to go into this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of like playing catch up halfway through going, Oh God, Oh my, I didn't, I didn't think this through, Like you know, um, <laughs> And and I and I think I just I can't emphasize enough for folks how if you're going to take on a project like this, uh, and and do a parts caster like we've done, um, you really need to think about especially, you know, things like finishing, and layouts and where you're getting your parts from. Like it's just insane. The there's tiny little nuanced things that I'm even today, after all these months of of working and and trying to figure this whole project out. I still finally just ordered the last thing that I thought of going, oh my gosh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. So there's always a thing. There's, there's always, always something. Yeah. So being so meticulous about your planning is super important. Yeah. Well, let's, maybe let's, maybe let's kick it over to Trevor here. What do you do when you first start a build out? Oh gosh. Um, well, 
Yeah. So it's, I think, I think the biggest thing, even before planning, because folks who, who kind of come to really any, any custom shop or even any luthier, even if you're just doing a mod or repair, um, I think the biggest thing that's, and I think it's on the part of the, the luthier or tech, whoever it may be to really establish a set of like the language guidelines. Um, because not everyone's going to be walking through the doors with, you know, a, a wide range of um, the correct use of finishing products or what is a truss rod, um, you know, terminology like curve or radius. <laughs> Casper or, just raised his hands as a guilty as charged on the finishing yeah. <laughs> products. Man, it's just, I think I even asked you and you were like, oh, yeah, no, you got to do this. I'm like, oh, God, I have to start over. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, and that's it. It's, it's, um, you know, um, uh, again, it's a uh, communication is key uh, when you're building something that's, you know, potentially never been built before you really have to communicate and not take any presumptions, uh, on either side of the fence. Um, and, and really just, you know, being honest about like, that is not clear to me. This needs to be more transparent. Like I, or like, no, I'm really going for uh, like a, a system or a visualization or a color scheme or, you know, really whatever it is, trying to, trying to work together as a team and establish the, the language parameters so that you can communicate best. And so that the, the plan, you just, you spend more time actually building than planning the thing. Cause it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard when someone comes in and they want to um, show off in their language skills. Like, Oh, I've seen a, I've, I've watched a bunch of videos. I've read uh, a couple of articles on, you know, premier guitar or whatever. Um, I know what that is. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I want that. Or I'll just, I'll just take one of those. And you can quickly start to tell from some clients like, Oh, I don't think you know what this is. And I don't know if you are going to like that. And that's going to come back on me because if I build this, I don't think you're going to like this. So it's, um, Sussing out the languages is absolutely key with any any build. So working with us was easy then. <laughs> oh no, it was a nightmare. <laughs> I didn't feel sarcastic. I think we might have been trouble. <laughs> oh, you guys walked into that. You guys were fine. It's, it was no, you guys were fantastic. So it's um it's just a little bit of humility goes a long way, right? Like, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty ignorant on finishing products still to this day. And it's, uh, you know, cause uh, ubiquitous terms like, um, Oh, varnish or lacquer or polyurethane or Danish oil or tongue oil or linseed oil. And it's like, all of those have a wide array of properties. If you just say, Oh, I just, I'll, uh, put a finish on it. And it's like, dude, that might, do you want like a high gloss, you know, uh, UV cure finish, or do you want like a hand rubbed oil or, and, 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 and again, the, the guitar industry is pretty bad for that is in, uh, in just marketing terminology, getting mixed up with folklore and then nobody knows what anybody's talking about. And we all get, we all get mixed up. Oh and then, man. The ultimate marketing mixed in with folklore thing, Gibson yeah. freaking guitars yeah. and the word Karina. Yeah. Great example. Nobody yeah, exactly. can ever say Limba again because those jerks ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I say like when I mention this particular build I'm doing, I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm doing it out of Limba. Nobody knows what I'm talking about, and I have to say Karina because that's the term they know. I yeah, had, it's even... I had no idea what either of those things were. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's it's like 
walnut. Like way back in the day, Dodge did the rich Corinthian leather thing. No, there's no such thing as Corinthian leather. <laughs> what? <laughs> but it sounded great in the ads, you know. <laughs> and that was Gibson in 1958. Carina, not a thing. But it has a nice sound to it, doesn't it? Like, oh, this is... This wood is, uh, this, these guitars are made of exotic Karina. I'm sure that's exactly how they did it, too. <laughs> well, this was like the late 50s. I think that was the era where they were still doing like, this fine beauty here is made of Karina. Like, it was one of those kind of ads, if there was any ads at all. But that was a weird segment, yeah. or a weird sidetrack. I'm sorry. No, no, it's, and it's even just, just sometimes just uh, international, too. You had some different countries have different terminology for woods, right? Like, in the States, they call it Madrona, and we call it Arbutus. So, like, same, exact, pretty much the same wood, but it's two different things. And, you know, if you say, oh, I got Arbutus wood, and like, no, no, I'm looking for Madrona. And they're like, well, well okay, we're on the same page, but <laughs> back and forth. So Now, there's one I, I've never heard of either of those names. Me neither, no, for wood. Walnut. Yeah, and it's, it's yeah, walnut. <laughs> there is more to woods than walnut. You're, yes, you are absolutely right. I am, however, uh, and I think you actually pointed this out that I am kind of addicted to it, and I really am. Yeah, it's not even a bad thing. It's just I really like. No, but it's really funny because, like, it's okay. Uh, like, it's it's it's. There's nothing wrong with it, and you know. There's there are guys out there that have 25 less Paul standards, and you know it's not like there's different woods in those things. Um, but it is, it was like, for example, when you went to order your more, yeah. And you were humming and on and oh, I was like, you're going to do walnut. Like, it's like, I know you're going to do it. Yeah. But, and you were talking to Dan Presencer and he's like, oh, maybe, you know, Babinga would be cool. And you're like, oh, but I don't really like that. And what did you order, Casper? Walnut. Yeah. All, all walnut. Yep. Sure did. But the piece of walnut that my more guitar is made out of, Bam. Okay. Okay. I'm glad we're in agreement. <laughs> no, hey, what's but on the top of your base there? That's a bit, that's walnut. Yeah. Hey, what did you use for the accents on your Cronbauer? Oh, uh, that's walnut, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. Hey, what's that guitar over there made of? Um, mahogany. Oh, oh yeah. That's not real walnut on your aria, is it? Nope. No, it died. <laughs> yeah, right. I was all ready to make a <laughs> Yep. So much for my big gotcha moment. But they, but they sure finished it looking like walnut. <laughs> no, I don't know. I just, uh, I don't know. I like the look of it. I like how uh, intricate and how simple it can look because there's so many different, you know, it's, it's like maple. Some people like maple and you are one of those people. You like maple and flame maple looks fantastic. Yeah. But it's not. My favorite thing. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm really finicky with maple. Like it really depends on the guitar for me. When it comes to Les Pauls, plain. Yeah, yeah. Not huge on like flame. The, the maple. like super green fluorescent yeah. with the flame maple. Which is probably why I've completely lost my lust for PRS because like that's their whole thing. That, that's really common though with a lot of brands actually. It be and I think less the Les Pauls from Gibson. uh made it that like everybody like oh my god it's got a flame maple top eh, i would rather have a, a figured walnut top <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, you made that clear <laughs> hey oh my gosh this is okay i'm gonna completely sidetrack us real hard okay one more time yeah and hard then i'm gonna get us back on track oh oh 
I thought we were on track. Promise? No, I didn't even think we were off track. <laughs> promise? No, I'm not going to promise anything. It's me. Right on. <laughs> but dude, I, I, this is what I meant to bring up uh, of yours that I wanted to talk about. Uh, I am so like that. Frankenstein, Eddie Van Halen, Strat, oh you've been God. doing uh, jointly with Ruben from, uh, from Joy Guitars. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. You guys crushed it on that thing. I don't even usually like the Frankenstein strats at all. And I'm just so into the level of detail and work you went into for yours. It's brilliant. Oh, I, wait, I've got like Ruben's got to take most of the credit for that. He did, he did all the finishing and the, um, the, the taping and all that stuff. Um, I did everything else, but he did, <laughs> but he did, uh, like he, he made that project just, just come to life. So, I mean, you know, shout out to him for sure. Oh, but, yeah. uh, that was, that was a lot of fun just, and just working with him. He's, he's an acoustic guy. I'm an electric guy. We kind of got to like, just, just look over each other's shoulders and like, Oh, that's how you do it. And it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And, and it, came up. it was a great product. Oh, well, Ruben's one of, one of our favorite people that we've had on the show as well. And, and just, yeah. So watching that project come together was like, that was a little dream sequence for us just because <laughs> we're both, you know, massive fans of, of both of you and seeing you guys do a project together. Uh, it was amazing. And in, in addition to the Victoria guitar show, which you're working on together. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's coming together as well. So it's, um, and again, it's just, it's, I don't know. There's something jiving between us. We're, we're a really good team on that. So he's, he's got lots of great contacts and we're, we're moving full steam ahead on that. Which is awesome. It's and, fantastic. Uh, you know, let's, let's give, give a shout out there. If, if, um, if somebody wants to be involved in that, uh, you know, when and where and, and give us the details on that. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's slated for next year, um, in Victoria, um, going to be held saturday april 23rd uh at the victoria conference center uh just a one-day event um if you're a luthier that's interested in uh purchasing a table or just getting in touch um you can uh, reach out to us through the victoriaguitarshow.com website and uh there's an application form on there and all the contact information um but if you're just interested in attending um it's going to be free and open to the public uh from uh, 10 a.m to about 5 p.m and then we're going to shut it down for a couple hours and clean out all the tables and then we have access to a nice very nice uh 400 seat theater and um we're going to have a couple of shows um a couple of performers playing for that so we'll be selling tickets that for the, the end of the evening and a bar and it'll be a big party and a big poop up so we're, we're really excited to to bring everything so up for that. Rad. So, so, so awesome. That's awesome. And uh, we're going to try our best to be there as well. Oh, gosh. I, yeah, we're not, we're not going to hold it without you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. On that note, then we'll be there. <laughs> we'll just promise, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll promise. I'll, I'll, I will be there. I'll promise to that. I already Perfect. talked to my wife. She's excited to visit her sister in, in Victoria. So, yeah. Oh, perfect. Make a trip of it. It's April 23rd. Saturday, April 23rd. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, Victoria Guitar Show. Check it out online. Uh, do you guys have an Instagram, social media stuff for that? or you... uh, We will, yeah. We're just in the stages of getting um, all the luthier uh, tables and um, really just the attendees uh, sorted out. So uh, we will have social media up and running a bit more after, okay. um, after that. Is, so so there's, is there an Instagram, like Victoria Guitar Show Instagram yet, or...? 
Yep, there is. Yeah, you can follow it. Just uh, you'll find it there, Victoria Guitar Show Instagram, and then VictoriaGuitarShow.com with all the links and everything there. Awesome. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go on the Culture Guitarist Instagram right, goddamn now. You said goddamn. I know that's a Mormon f bomb. <laughs> And I'm going to follow it. You, <laughs> you are going to hell. <laughs> well, you know, I grew up Mormon. If, if the shoe fits, I, right? I, I, I got to be able to make jokes at my own, uh, my own upbringing, don't I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I left it's, the Mormon your, church. They already uh, there's a, there's a from. I'm from sure there's a, a strict, their point strict of clause in there that says you're not you're not allowed into the. Whatever it is that they go to. Yeah, I'm I'm already in some uh, <laughs> eternal water. trouble, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Victoria Guitar Show followed. So, Beautiful. listeners, get out there and do that. When 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 you hear this, please follow it, support it. Um, we want this to just go off like gangbusters. So, yeah, definitely. Okay, I promised I'd get us back on track, and I'm circling back around, and I'm doing nice, it. nice. It's abrupt, but I'm doing it. <laughs> so, okay. We started out talking about this, and you and I talked about it a lot, mm-hmm. which is how a lot of things get started. You start you know, with a with the seed of an idea and a lot of conversations about it. Now, I want to talk about where some of this started going off the rails. And uh, Mr. Woodland, I'm looking squarely at you, sir. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. We started talking, and, and, and Gary from Parts Caster Concierge was the first guy on board. Uh, with this build series, and uh, that was real easy for him. He said, yeah, give me a body shape, and I'll uh, make it up. Boom. That was all he cared about. Then we talked to you, and God bless you, sir. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you killed us with option paralysis, oh, especially me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> here okay, was listen. the conversation we had with listen. us, folks. And, we, and Al and I share an email just for for the show. So I'm going to, uh, we'll bring this up in a minute, but just remember that Al and I share a, a, an email for the culture guitarist. Carry on. Do your thing. Okay. So now I want to say, first off, thank you, Trevor, because oh. you reached out to us. Cause I, I put a little thing out there publicly saying, Hey, we're looking for neck makers. And you reached out and you, and you jumped on board with our project. Thank you. Now that being said, Oh my God. Goodness, what have you done to it? Like, yeah. Oh, so the initial conversation was like, yeah, well, just, you know, I'll send you the a spec form and you kind of pick whatever you want. And if there's any red flags, I'll let you know. Yeah. Well, what, can I ask a question? Casper and I have said this numerous times on the show. I think I know where you're going. Yeah, yeah. Here's what we said numerous times on the show Go, Casper. What's a red flag? <laughs> like, was your firstborn a red flag? Because I'm going. There's so many things that you let us have and let us do to these instruments that would have been a red flag for me. Going yeah. into I go, nah, that's a red flag. He's Every not he's not idea we he's have, not gonna go for that. He's not gonna go for that. He's not gonna go for that. <laughs> but I mean, um, you know, everything from like my base here in front of me is multi scale, stainless frets, rock light fretboard, custom inlays. Designed our own headstock shapes. Uh, am I leaving anything out? 
multi-laminate walnut neck. Oh my gosh, is there? So like multi-laminate, all the list of things. What was the? I I want to know. I I and and my neck. In case anybody hasn't seen pictures of it. My yeah, neck has a yeah, little... my neck is subtle. Yeah, yours was fun. <laughs> yours <laughs> is insane. <laughs> so I didn't do any of this bougie multi-laminate multi-scale stuff, but I did get really bougie in other departments. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, of course, I leapt at the chance for stainless steel frets because, uh, yeah, I'm also a fancy bee. Mm-hmm. And then Trevor indulged me and let me do fret over end binding. Nobody does that. Old school Gibson style, which is really kind of you, by the way. And also really frustrating, and I don't want to do it again, but you're welcome. <laughs> which I, I thought for sure that was going to be one of those things where you're like, no, no dude. That's not happening. No. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but you, you, let, you let it happen. And then literally made a Martian lunar landscape for me with a ringed planet out of uh, abalone. And a whole bunch of nighttime stars. And the uh, the mountainous landscape is made of, like, a burled maple. And uh, yes. I think the, the, the sky background is ebony. I can't remember what we used exactly. but uh, yep. That's correct. Yeah. This thing is insane. And that's, that's before I even got into, like, a comatose, nosebleed, stroke level of stress. <laughs> Over my headstock shape, which you should never have let me design. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely <laughs> yeah. right. I was wa- I'm monitoring like. emails back and forth, <laughs> and I'm watching the photos that are going back and forth between you guys. And Al's not, to my eyes, Al's not changing a thing. He's going, well, what about this? Maybe this little thing. Here. I'm going, what? I don't see the difference. And you were so patient I, with him. I would have been like, shut up, Al. You're getting what you get. Because <laughs> it's it like, I, I, I swear, I and this listeners, this is no lie. There was at least 30 emails back and forth that Al, Al kept picking at the tiniest I, little things. I was like, this is insane. This is insane. Few. Uh, you know what? Or, or, Al went so far as to poll listeners on Instagram with photos of <laughs> literally 50 plus headstock shapes asking for help. <laughs> And then it went beyond that into this nitpicking. Just yeah, it was it was this it was this rabbit hole that I could not bear to watch. I had to turn notifications off. And 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 Trevor also indulged me with several lengthy phone calls about it. Oh man, see this that I was not privy to. But you you are a gentleman and a scholar. I would have told him to shut up. <laughs> and so that being said, the 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 sheer level of like uniqueness built into these things. Uh, it, 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 the second to none. I, I can't even say how in like amazed we were when we received them. And I think I can speak for Gary. He actually met or messaged us and said, what the heck have I gotten myself into? When <laughs> these arrived down in, in Ohio and he was just like, oh my goodness, this is next level. We got a really great um, like letter postcard from, from Gary when the, when the, everything arrived up here, we, we got a nice letter from him stating how, amazed he was and how how much more than just a parts caster build that this has become for him because of the your involvement and how insane your craftsmanship is uh and you know he felt really really blessed i think to be a part of it and 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 we are absolutely flabbergasted you're a prince can't tell you enough 
No, we got it. Well, yeah, again, shout out to Gary. Cause he was, he was, he was awesome. Just communicating with him and he's a talented craftsman in his own right. So it's, um, you know, it, it sounds easy making bodies. It's not. And he, he, he makes it look easy. So he was, he was really good in that sense too. But, um, yeah, no, thank you. That's, that's, it was honestly, it was, it was a tag team. It was an effort. Like you guys, you guys came up with the, the ideas. I just put it together. So it's, um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, make the, you notice how easy he rolled that off. Listen, if there's, I, I used, I was a painter for a long time. I ran paint crews. I did huge commercial and industrial buildings and had people that I had to manage. I know. It is real easy to be an idea person. Mm. <laughs> it's a lot harder to deliver on the ideas. Especially when the idea person is Al, because Al's like a toddler running with scissors. <laughs> <laughs> that might be, you know, you might be generous on the intelligence level you're giving me. <laughs> uh, anyways. anyways. All right, so back on point here. Um where, where I want to go with this, because as we started into these builds, we started off a lot simpler mm-hmm. than where we're ending up and where we ended up taking these things. And these aren't even, they're not done yet, but our plan evolved as options became available to us. <laughs> and it really did grow and, and it kind of cascaded there's, into where we are right now. I think there's a danger that I encountered in particular Yep, of... Uh, Evolving the build without enough planning being, you know, implemented because as options became open to me, I really went kind of nuts. I knew, I knew from the outset, I wanted to do, uh, this style of body Mm -hmm. and I wanted to do a semi hollow and I knew that I wanted to use Limba, AKA Karina. Um, and so I've stuck to that beyond that. My, my, initial plan really kind of flew out the window as soon as, well, as soon as Trevor got involved. Um, has that happened to you a lot with uh, some of your customers, Trevor, or, or, you know, where can you see some of the danger steps happening in there? Cause I know what, you know, and maybe this is an unfair question to ask you, cause a lot of what you deal with is custom builds from the ground up. Um, cause that's your, that's your thing. Uh, and and what we're kind of talking with with the build series here is parts builds, but you know let's let's talk about some of the minefields that we can encounter with that, if we if I may. Yeah, it, yeah, mine minefield is probably a good word too because it's um, yeah, if you have too many ingredients, you know, you'll never make the cake, right? You know, you can, sometimes having limitations is is a good like imposition on creativity, so. It's, um, and maybe that's my fault in the sense that like, you know, when we've, uh, you know, well, I wanted to make this a special build cause you know, you guys were kind enough to, you know, <laughs> reply to my messages, which is a good start, but, uh, it's like, this is going to be a cool project on displaying everything. Let's, let's, you know, let's not, uh, let's not shortcome ourselves on, you know, just doing like a, like a strat neck. Right. We we've seen that. So this thing is going to be on display. I would say that that doesn't mean it's your fault. You know, you, you gave us a crap ton of options, but we kind of had to take this beyond another strat build, another telly build or anything really yeah, basic. Yeah, I think we, Hey, that's boring radio. And everybody has seen a hundred thousand of those. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, so what I'm, what I'm getting at is that I, in, in the instance with you guys, because, you know, it was, it was more of a display per, you know, we're displaying what we can do here. Um, 
I didn't put my foot down as hard where I would with other clients saying, you know, whether, when there's, you know, big money on the line, like, Oh yeah, if I can do any wood in the world, I will get the the craziest piece of figured ebony from whatever rainforest in this country. And I'll get this wood from there. And that and it's, you know, the, the candy shop mentality can, can really ratchet up that, that budget. It can get pretty unsustainable. Um, the big part is, is like, what if it, what if it takes off? Right. And then you can't supply that to the next client who wants it. So, um, you know, a good example is like the Frankenstrat, right? Like that was a great project, took a year to do. We're not doing any more because it's, it just took so much from me and Ruben. It's just like, uh, you know, we're, we're good. We're we, one and done. Um, you know, so if, if you're, if you're given every client, the, the whole candy shop to do whatever they want without some limitations, you're, um, you're going to run into troubles. Yeah. <laughs> you're just you're not going to meet everyone's expectations. So, um, with you two guys, it's like, okay, it's two builds. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, I get to work with Gary and, 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 you know, put, put the, put all the laurels out for display. Let's, 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 let's not let uh, a couple limitations hold us back. So, wow. but it's not something I would regularly do with every single client. Well, I feel all the more privileged and honored that, yeah, man, thank you. We got the extra, extra. <laughs> I, it it shows. Like, I um, yeah. Like the the. the I don't even know what to say here. Man, I'm sorry. I'm having a I'm having a moment. It's like we, um, it 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 did it did take off. Like it did it did, I think a little bit spiral out of out of control, being like that we could you know make our own headstocks make you know, and, and, and do that stuff. Um, and I think, um, I, like, I'm not, I'm not going to speak for you, but I mean, if someone came to you and said, Hey, I want to do this and I've designed my own headstock. Um, I mean, if they've you supplied you with the tools and, and with the, the, the information that you need to make it happen, um, the world knows now because we've done it and we're nobody that it is possible. And so, I think that has added a little bit more, what's the word? A little bit more kind of pizzazz to what we, what we've done here is that it's, we didn't just say, Hey, we want this part and that part and we're going to stick them together. It was like, we got to be really, really involved in the process of how they look in the end. And, and I mean, some of it, I'm going to say this right off from a planning perspective. I didn't even anticipate that it would be so good. I really didn't. Yeah. I'd say that's fair to say of both of these builds. Yeah. There, there was, there was aspects of this that was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Um, and, and it, uh, it, when it actually arrived, it was like, Oh my, did I actually say that out? Did I say that? Cause that's not what I envisioned. It's 10 <laughs> times better than what I envisioned. Um, so, I mean, I mean, for, for example, um, on my base, the body c- contour that Gary carved into the base with the top being walnut and the back being ash, I could not have envisioned the way that this would have turned out. The cut into the body was it, it didn't even you, it you, didn't even occur to me that that was going to happen. Well, I don't think you'd ever talked about it with them. No, nope. I think that was but a, just Gary move. And it was a it was a because we talked about the Lincoln 
non-reverse Firebird. Yeah. The non-reverse Thunderbird look. Like that yeah. Lincoln. I think well, you were you were originally probably expecting the, like the kind of more vintage style. I, was, I definitely was. I yeah. definitely was. And it was like it didn't it didn't dawn on me that that this would would turn out like this. And I was just kind of like, oh, I mean, happy, like over the moon happy that it turned out the way it did. But it wasn't actually what I was anticipating. So, um, you know, back roundabout to the start of our conversation, um, it I didn't plan it. Yeah. But well, it, here's I can share with like um, we should probably. Uh, <laughs> this is gonna be hard not to go super long on this one. Eh? That's okay. I think it's all right, man. I think with the we can, I think we can kind of go a little bit as long as it needs to be because. Um, there's a lot to talk about. Yeah. In the Trevor's got nothing else going on. So no, he's still, he has a family or, <laughs> you know, <laughs> got all the time in the world. Well, uh, I mean, at least we're honest here. It's all good. So. <laughs> um, so, okay. I'm, I'm going to confess where some of the things went wrong with my build. Okay. And some of the challenges I had to overcome mm. because I want to use that as a segue to get into, well, basically what this is planning your build. Yeah. Um, how you're choosing what you're doing, why you're choosing it, thinking long-term. Research. Yeah. So, step how one. How to do things. Al wanted a rickety, rickety, ricky-style body, Rickenbacker. Yep. Um, I wanted to do, I was thinking bolt-on originally, but then I decided to push myself and, and turn my bolt-on design into a set-neck design. Led to problems. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the other thing that... <laughs> <laughs> I love I love how you put that. Yeah, led to problems. And in and, and, and to, in all honesty, had you stuck with a bolt-on style, the problems would have been anywhere near as um, hard to no, overcome. No, I think the real well, the real problem started at, at part two here. Um, one of the ways that Gary and I at part Gary at Partscaster decided to make this body different um, is, you know, if Gary is just copying bodies then there's sooner or later there's a lawsuit coming of course and also that's boring we already have warmoth we already have mighty might we already have people doing that yeah and they're licensed fine that's 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 all fine and dandy um and rickenbacker is one of those brands that is very protective of their unique designs because there is nobody else like rickenbacker yep um whether you love them or hate them there is no other person out there doing what Rickenbacker does that looks like Rickenbacker. So one of the things that we did was Gary suggested not doing the infamous scoop on the tailpiece that tail Rickenbacker yeah. has. Yeah. Um, and I said, well, that's great. That's a good idea because that's a huge distinctive visual look part of Rickenbacker. Um, and that means maybe I can, instead of doing it, because I was going to really do a different type of F-hole um, mm-hmm. in order to get away from the Rickenbacker look. And then I decided that with getting away from that aspect of Rickenbacker, I could put the kind of more traditional cat's eye F-hole back in here. Now, we decided to do a set neck, and we decided to get rid of the User. Rickenbacker tailpiece scoop. User decided yeah, to Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm talking, just work with my process here. So... And Trevor already knows where I'm going with this because Trevor bailed me out of this. Yes, issue. he did. <laughs> <laughs> so, and if and if any of you out there are experienced, and uh, I thought I was pretty experienced, I've built a, you know, a bunch of custom guitars, 
I thought I had some experience under my belt. Uh, pride cometh before the fall. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and uh, what I had was a body that I asked for to be designed a certain way. And Gary uh-huh. acquiesced and did everything I wanted. To the letter. And then I had a neck that I was allowed to design. And Trevor did everything I wanted. To the letter. And then I decided to use them in ways that neither of them were designed to be used for. Mm-hmm. So you owled it. I owled it. <laughs> I only have some regrets. Because <laughs> this would have been a really easy thing if I'd planned ahead for this. So what happened, for those of you who might not have already anticipated the issue, is if you're doing a parts caster, and, I, and I'm saying parts caster not as in Gary's company, but the traditional parts caster community type thing. Yeah. If you're doing a parts caster build, 99.9% of them are done Fender style. Bolt-on neck. Bolt-on necks. Everything's flat. There's no brake angle to speak of usually. It's all done with low flat hardware. Um, now, I have a set neck. Or I'm planning a set neck. <laughs> I hadn't booted oh, no. up yet at this point. Okay, at that time I was like, yeah. no, dude, you have, I have you a have. set neck now. <laughs> um, and the, here's here's what I did. So we removed the, the Rickenbacker scoop. We decided I was going to do a set neck. And then I decided I want to do a Duesenberg less trem style trem system. Mm-hmm. And a, you know, oh, not the, I, what, what is the term for this type of bridge? My see. brain just flopped out on me. It's a it's a Gibson style like bridge. Two pneumatic, two pneumatic style two pneumatic. bridge. bridge, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but that's a that's kind of an elaborate one. This, roller. This is, yeah, like this it's is a nice. A, this is a nice shawler piece. thing with roller saddles. Yeah, but it's a tune at its heart is a pneumatic style. So to do this kind of a bridge, you need brake angle. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. super important. To like plan. how how many degrees of brake angle, Al? A couple. Ideally, three. <laughs> it's super important. This is the this is the thing. I planned most of this. I did not plan or yeah. think about the planning. I think about what the plan I was putting together here. I didn't think about the geometry, which is the first thing you should think about. And I, I, I like to your defense, the Duesenberg Les Trem was not the initial plan. It was not the initial idea. So it like it came later on after the body had been built. No. No? No. Oh, no. Oh, I was right. always planning the trim. I was always planning this style of bridge. Um, never mind. I never mind. I take it back. So here here's here's the thing. If we'd done the traditional style body scoop, that would have made a great break angle over the over the bridge saddles. It would not have made a difference for the neck. It still would have played like poops had no break angle over there. If I just done break angle on the neck, well then I'd have Strings flopping off because I'd still have yep. no, not enough brake angle to, to seat them on the saddles, a.k.a. a poorly set up jazz master. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now I have an issue where I've got a neck pocket routed flat and I've got a neck that was designed flat. When if I would planned this from the beginning, I could have gone to Trevor as somebody who almost identically copied my some of my, ins- I, I, there's a guitar inspired by my guitar out there. <laughs> <laughs> and it involved both parts caster and vigilant guitars. <laughs> but that neck had three and degrees of brake that angle. That neck was built with some brake angle involved. <laughs> um, and that would have been a real simple thing for Trevor to do in advance. Mm-hmm. But instead, 
I had to have another lengthy phone call with him and beg him to make me a really fancy shim <laughs> that I had to then glue in to my set neck body. Yeah. Um, Which, thank you for that, by the way, Trevor. Thank you for bailing me out of my own mess. Oh, no worries. Beg is a strong word. It was a <laughs> polite imposition, yeah. I need a shim. Polite imposition. <laughs> anyway, so that that's, that's, yeah, so let's let's take it around home plate here, and let's get to talking about why you need to think long-term with your build, mm-hmm. especially if you're going for a more elaborate thing. I mean, if you're going to put together a telly or a strat, I mean, you can literally just off the shelf your way through that entire build with your eyes closed almost and just put it almost. together like Lego. Yeah. Um, I also had a, a I, think, I think it was Trevor that bailed me out of this too, was um, I'm not a wood finisher. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, no, yeah. So, so, so like... The idea of, yeah, I see now. Al's, Al's making this like you should have. Yeah, somebody me. was there telling you so. <laughs> yeah, because um, Al used to run paint crews and he knows how to finish wood. Anyways, um, did I tell? Did I say anything wrong? Afterward, you did. Yes. I afterwards, <laughs> you're like, I told like, you this ahead of time. You just didn't listen. I don't think I. I don't remember any of that. Exactly. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so um, because I'm not any type of wood finishing guy, and. Uh, my understanding of wood finish is not very elaborate at all. Um, it actually took um, the idea that I had to finish this in like a dark oil finish was great. I, I really like it. I tongue oiled the, the body of this guitar and I, and I really liked that. Um, and I was planning to do that all along. And then it was like, well, I could, I wanted to seal it in some way. I didn't want to urethane it or spray it. I, you know, I wanted to use something, else so it took some like figuring out what that was going to be whether it was so i settled on something that i was completely unfamiliar with um and i think you even had to tell me where i could get it trevor um because i was looking for something that i saw on youtube and this is where the planning completely fell apart because i found this thing on youtube i was like that's what i want right there this thing that i want that i had no understanding of whatsoever youtube is the great inspirer of many unplanned mistakes <laughs> so, so um and, and and this was like multifaceted mistake like it was not just like a yeah i got this thing i want to do it and then trevor helped me find it it was like i got this thing i want to do trevor helped me find it i started to do it and that's where the whole thing fell apart because oil finishes have to sit for a while like a long while to cure and my lack of understanding of how wood absorbs oil and how a tongue oil finish dries and cures was literally zero. So I spent a few days going very, very meticulously finishing and, and, and oiling this neck and body. And then I was like, oh, yeah, two, three days. That's fine. I should be able to finish it and put the... And I decided to go with a, a microcrystalline wax. Now, this is something I didn't even know existed until... Um, YouTube helped me out. Um, so it's like, oh yeah, two or three days should be fine. I'll just, and then I'll wax it and I'll, and I'll, and I'll polish it on by hand. Cause that should be easy. Um, both of these things were not easy. Um, as soon as I started to finish the guitar with the wax, the luster completely disappeared. And I was like, oh, I'll just buff it more. Well, that's not the case because the oil had not cured at all. 
and it was mixing with the wax <laughs> and creating just just a schmozzle. It was a mess, and it actually took me almost fifteen hours to resand out the guitar and refinish it with oil because I had to sand all this horrendous wax that I applied down back to wood or what I could at least approximate as wood again. Cause it obviously the oil soaks in quite a ways. So uh, it was just like, man, Al's mistake was solvable with a little bit of hardware and some like, oops, I need to think about this. I need to get somebody to help me. I, I had to literally elbow grease the living <laughs> daylights out of this machine to get it back to a point that I could finish it properly. So my point here is do the research and follow the rules for how to use the finishing products you choose. I think what we're coming across is a a combination of patience and planning will save you a lot of problems. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And having really, really smart people to rely on (laughs) to bail you out when you screw up. (laughs) Make friends with Trevor. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. The only reason I know how to do it, because I've I've done it myself, like I've screwed up myself, right? You just, it's, you run, yeah, you've, I've, I've done that. I did that a couple of times. You just, you rush things. It's, yeah. Never rush a finish. That's a huge, that's a huge part of the build process. I, and that's sometimes the hardest conversations. It's You know, guy wants his guitar, gal wants his guitar, whatever. And, uh, it's like, yeah, sorry, it's, it's just not cured. I don't want to, I can't buff that. I can't finish that. And yeah. you're, you're, it's, it's literally sitting there off gassing, right? Cause you wait for the lacquer to do its thing. And it's like, sorry, like it's, it's, it's got heated sometimes. Like it's just sitting there, just buff it, just do it. Yeah. And it's like, I am not going to do that because you know, as, as we know now it's, it's a nightmare to go back to sanding and then do it all over again. It's correct, is, correcting a mistake is always more work than just doing it right the first time. And you know what? Had I waited and, and like, I would recommend in this case, tongue oil is like what? 21 days or better. Like the longer you leave it, the better, but at least three weeks, at least. Before it yeah, has done any type good. of like proper curing. Um, but I mean, I just wanted it to be pretty and like I wanted it now. <laughs> but okay, so there's an advantage with, with using oils like uh, I, I used uh, teak oil, I think is what I used. Uh, How do you not know this? I forgot exactly what I bought. I, still, I think it's, anyway. it's teak oil. It's, it's a nice light. Um, when you're doing an oil finish, it will protect the, you know, the, the, the wood as a, a you can there's plenty of things that are finished just as a final coat with oil exactly and so, i could have left it i could have literally left it as it was in the in the state that that tongue oil and and for in your case cuz you're just leaving it a, you're going to leave it as is just a teak oil finish mm-hmm. and and that's totally okay um someday it'll get a polyurethane finish when i get to, up to my dad's old shop there and i can sit down with the paint sprayer and there you go and do a proper job of it then uh, then i'll do that but until then, the oil is going to be fine. So the the thing that oil lacked for me was luster. And that's something that the, and I'm sure there's an easier way to do it than microcrystalline wax. I just found a fancy word on the internet and was, <laughs> and went for it. And, and, but it really did do the job. I think your base looks fantastic. I love the finish you got on that thing. I think of the two of ours, uh, your finish appeals to more people than mine. Mine's a lot more satin. Yeah. And you've got a lot more gloss going on. It's not a gloss finish. But no, it's, it's a little more luster. It's a little yeah. shinier. Um, I'm not going to lie. 
it was a ton of work. Yeah. And I even after finishes are right. Yeah. And yeah. even even after and 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 like I say, my my planning phase on this was very limited. It was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do this. Off to the races I went and made a blunder of it to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, so to have to do again, it would be a very much more uh, elaborate planning phase. I also went and kind of didn't do what the internet said in all the information that I found. <laughs> I, I kind of adapted my own thing, which is another thing that I noticed was I actually applied this in a totally different way. But, and if anybody wants to know, we can, you can DM me and I'll tell you about what I did. We're, we'll, we'll get into it later when we talk about finishing, but it didn't even come into, like, I couldn't have planned for it is I guess what I'm trying to say is how I ended up doing and, and, and achieving the finish was I, I couldn't have planned for it because I, I kind of made it up on the fly after I let the oil cure. And that was the key. It was like, you cannot rush it. That's the part you have to plan it. Yeah. It was just so outrageous how 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 horribly it went. So if we were to plan these again, mm. let's let's go about it from that perspective. Like, let's get maybe uh, I don't know. What do you guys think if we did like a top five um, steps or key things to planning and preparing for your build? Because we haven't even talked about things like ordering all your parts and what you know, making sure you get things in what order, that kind of thing. Because yeah. that's that's a whole other thing too. Um, but, you know, let's let's talk about because that's what this is. You know, if we're going to. All right. Al's twin brother, Hal, walks in the room. Hal. <laughs> and Hal's. Looks the, remarkably yeah, like Jack Black. Yeah, though. Hal's the slower of the two brothers. And that's saying something. So Hal's going to need a lot of help here, fellas. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Let's help Hal out. Let's give him a let's give him a list in order of events. Make the best he can of his build. Mm-hmm. Um, Number one. Or do we want to go with number five? You know, well, uh, how do you mean, like start to finish, or, or well, yeah, let order order of importance? <laughs> well, I was thinking, I don't know. Let, let's forget order of importance. Let's yeah. no one. Well, no, we have to do an order. That's the whole thing. What's the first step? Are you doing? I mean, get your geometry right first. I don't want to pick on you, but really, honestly, uh, okay, geometry, and, uh, right. <laughs> Well, okay. I think it's important to decide, are you doing a bolt-on or are you doing I, I think your night? first step is completely knowing, no, maybe not completely knowing, but having a, having a pretty solid end game in mind. Yeah. Yeah. That's, kind of, that, that, that's a better way of putting it. Because you, what kind of an instrument are you trying to build? What does it take to get you there? Good point. That's a fair point. Okay. Number one. Yeah, have, yeah, really have an overall like idea in yeah. mind. Yeah. So, what what is would you would you agree with that, Trevor? What's that? The having, having the end goal kind of in mind before you start the. Yeah, and you don't have to have every every like strap button and you know um, you know every little screw bobbin and whatnot decided. You just have to have a a clear vision of it, of the function and aesthetic you want. Um, you can't just walk in the door and say, I want a custom guitar. Cause it's, that's just not helpful to anybody. Um, yeah. What's, what is your end game? What's its purpose? What's its function? And what, I mean, what are your measurements for success? Right? Like, is it, is it, I'm going to create this thing that does a crazy light show and I really don't care about the tone woods or yeah, I'm all about using local hardware pickups and you know, what are, what are your, what are your metrics for success and, and getting those laid out? 
um, the auxiliary stuff, the little, every little other little, you know, you don't have to know the, the, the fret crowning procedure to, you know, determine your build. That's, 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 that's the luthier's job. So yeah, lay out, lay out your measurements and, and get your geometry right. <laughs> <laughs> I think, and that, and that comes into the overall idea of what you're trying to achieve because those are pretty broad strokes. Sure. Uh, yeah. You know, well, maybe that is the, the, you know, the first of the, the, the list on the item, right? Yeah. It's the broad strokes. Yeah. yeah. What are, what's the idea? What's the end goal in mind in a broad sense? Um, number two or four, number two. <laughs> <laughs> step B. Is, yeah. Step B is, Subsection um, A. Yeah. um, I think at that point, I mean, for me, it was, it was, I might be out of line here or out of order, but I would think like, you know, get into some, some of the, the details about your, maybe your wood selections, you know, some of the finer things. Cause that's nothing can begin until you have those kind of things in place. So it's now getting the overall look and aesthetic, the tone woods you'd like to select, um, that kind of idea. What do you think? I think maybe if we're talking about laying out what specific woods you're going to have made, maybe we're going to have more than five steps here, which is fine. Okay. Well, I think I, I think it's a big step. I mean, if you're sure. not if you're not like me and everything's walnut, then you're gonna <laughs> you really got to think about it. <laughs> this is good. I feel like you're really like this is like an intervention. For I'm you. embracing like this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So step two. In, in my defense, Al. You did this to me. What did I do? You were like, hey, Gary's got this walnut chunk for a cap. You want it? I'm like, oh, oh yeah. I mean, I know I know how to play to an audience. I don't know what to do. <laughs> That's true. That I know true. how to look at a crowd, kind of get where they're feeling, and, and, and uh, aim things in that direction. <laughs> Casper likes walnut. Gary mm-hmm. sent me pictures of a bunch of wood, and a couple were walnut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, okay. So let's, so we've got our broad stroke plan. Yeah. So let's so go like, with, uh, what does that entail though? Like what is broad well, stroke? Okay. So I think your broad stroke plan, your, your, your end game has to be, you knew you were doing a bass. I knew I was doing a guitar. Um, let's, let's just keep it simple. Let's see, let's focus it on the guitar just for the, well, why don't we focus it on the bass? Well, <laughs> kidding. Just go, go, go. <laughs> Son of a. <laughs> um, I knew I wanted to do semi hollow. I knew I wanted the bo- the body what I wanted. Um, I knew I wanted to do a contrasting neck, and I wanted a trim. Like I had those those basics in mind and and pickups and yeah. And I had a shape in mind. And, you know, I knew I was going to do a humbucker route because humbuckers can always be swapped out for all sorts of things because everybody makes everything in a humbucker housing for that purpose. Um, so I was trying to create a guitar that had some future mod possibilities in mind with no actual modifications required to the guitar. Um, and where I went wrong was once I had that in mind, I didn't think about the geometry. Mm. So get the broad strokes down plans there sort of then it's about refining that plan and getting the and settling on a design you know the the design can't be body shape 
with a neck and strings on it. Yeah, the design yeah. has to be the geometry, essentially. And at that point, you can still be swapping woods out willy-nilly in your mind, I think. I suppose. You know, you can still yep. be like, yeah, mm-hmm. let's do Babinga. No, no, Babinga's awful. Walnut is the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's the episode title. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll write that down. <laughs> um, you know, but I, I think I think that is where you start uh you, you know, that okay you, we've got you've got the body shape you've got the generalized plan you have to nail that geometry now because at this point you're designing the yeah, yeah. and that becomes the point of no return as well uh, as Pretty, you yeah, as kinda. you figured out it's like uh oh would you agree with that trevor like as soon as you set like once you set the geometry in mind you're at the point of no return because that's when you're ordering parts and you're you're you know the cnc like, is milling wood <laughs> Yeah, it's, you know, like, you know, take the time to make a plan, but once you've got a plan, stick to it um, is is a really good rule of thumb to have. Um, unless, of course, something just shows up out of the blue and you're like, oh, wow, no, we never saw this coming out. Um, that's, it's really the best way to do it because you're not changing your scale length like halfway through the build. It's, right. it's sorry, mm-hmm. but it's, it's not happening. Those frets are in. Um, oh, can I go bolt on now? It's like, I glued that neck three weeks ago. Like, <laughs> that's uh, that's not coming back out. I mean, I could, but it's not going to be pretty. Yeah, you won't like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I will say that um, was the scariest part for me of doing this is like, you know, the, the, you were terrified when I was like carving my heel oh. and stuff. I was terrified once I put wood glue in there. <laughs> my, mine was drilling holes. Yeah, that's a scary one. It was terrifying to drill holes in the back of the headstock for the tuning machines. It was like, I don't think I'm doing this right. It's like, is that straight? I don't know. It looks, I, 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 I was just going cross-eyed trying to figure it. I had a double Trying neck. to like really, really settle on it. It was terrible. I had a double neck uh, Epiphone SG. Mm-hmm. And I put locking machine heads on the whole thing because I couldn't ever find strings long enough to wrap around the post of the 12-string headstock. Not at the far, far end of it. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, screw you it. get a 12-string strings yeah but finding 12 strings that were long enough to actually get like enough wraps to to be secure was uh, real hard not because uh um it doesn't have a short tail piece like your sg does yeah the epiphone one the actual stop tail is way Way back very vintage style so it chewed up all that extra string space um so i decided locking machine heads would be the way and I installed them all myself, and at one point I drilled right through the headstock. On yes, <laughs> oh, oh, that was my biggest <laughs> fear, man. That was my worst yeah. nightmare. Because I had done, I actually took the drill bit, and then the screw, and like held the screw up to the drill bit and put a piece of tape. That's what you're supposed to do. That's yeah, yeah. A hard thing to do. So, I had done a bunch of installs of these things before. Never had a problem, and I got a little <laughs> cocky and I didn't put tape on, and I paid the price for it. I mean, the, the instrument was fine. It was just cosmetically one of those, like... <sighs> Al doesn't really like Epiphone <laughs> instruments anyways. <laughs> anyway, so, okay. So. She took a knife to this one that's in the studio here hey. one time. Okay. Hey. I stabbed it with love. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, so we're, we've that's got our... the name of the episode. <laughs> stabbed, stabbed it with love? Yeah. There you go. Uh... Um, <laughs> yeah, right, back on track. Yeah, yeah, back, back, back. <laughs> it's nice to be derailed by the guest for once and not yeah, us doing it. <laughs> uh, thank you, Trevor. You fit right in. <laughs> um, so we're we're 
we've got our general plan. We've locked mm-hmm. in our geometry. What's our next step? Because I think at this point, um, you know, we're checking things off. We're removing options off the table. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Not changing yeah. our mind on the plan. So step three. Trevor? Um, I think it would be, be Woods. Oh, oh me now. Step, right. step three um, is Woods? Yeah, it's and it's it's really handy to just, you know, whatever your guitar shape is, is just go through every every gram of wood you see on the guitar and, and consider that as part of your build. So your headstock veneer, your neck, your truss rod cover, your top, your back, your control plates, um, you know, if there's any wood potential area for wood, your pickup covers, right? Um, your knob, everything could potentially be made out of wood and you need to consider that and its color scheme, its species, and then ultimately its availability. Mm. Um, so, and if, if you're not, if, if it's, uh, yeah, fingerboard, of course, being kind of one of the, the big primary ones, of course. <laughs> well, I might uh, add in uh, ethics. I'm going I'm to go ahead yeah, and add in that's some That's a ethics. good point. Because, yep. I, you know, I know this is super important for you. You, you We went on at, yep. uh, a great length on your episode. Um, uh, you try to source local woods for yourself, if possible, mill your own stuff even. Um, mm-hmm. And if not, if you're using something exotic, get it from an ethical source. Yeah. Um, and I, I, for yeah. myself, I don't think, uh, I don't think I could use Brazilian rosewood on a build for myself. Just knowing how, how horribly our, abused that species of wood oh, has been in the past. Yeah. And, and honestly, I don't care if it has CITES certification. I don't personally, and I'm not going to slag on anybody for using it. And if they're getting it from getting their, their certified stuff, whatever, this would just be my perspective here. Uh, I'm not going to get a, anything ever made with this stuff, um, even if cost weren't an option or weren't an issue because it is crazy expensive now. Um, I just don't feel good about it myself because can you ever really know it was ethically sourced? I mean, that stuff is so desirable that there's a lot of motivation to fake certificates. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, that species is going to be a long time bouncing back if it ever bounced if back. it ever bounced back yeah yeah that's if ever yeah well it's it's you know i i have so like to admit it i got some brazilian rosewood but i got it from a door jam that came out of a renovation so oh see you that's know awesome. like yeah it's like ethical sources doesn't necessarily mean like a reseller of or a sawmill that you know is is from somewhere I don't you know, know I, who knows where i didn't even think about that i could i could get behind i could i could use a piece like upcycle, upcycle. Yeah, yeah. Like you could, I think like, we were just, we we're, and then, you know, we're poking our nose in an antique shop this weekend and it's just like, bang, right in the foyer. There was like a Brazilian, like a book match, Brazilian rosewood table for, you know, like 400 bucks. And it's, you know, there was plenty enough for about eight guitars on it. Oh my it. gosh. Did you buy it? Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't need that in my plate right now. But, um, but you know, like, so if somebody, you could absolutely get a Brazilian rosewood guitar top cause it came from an old, furniture store and like that's that's a-okay in my books right because yep, right. trees down and that's that's been down for 100 years so as long as you're just not encouraging that that industry to just strip that forest any more than it needs to be um yeah the use of a wood is doesn't have to be negated by its by its like its forest stocks so um you know you can get creative in that sense too so um that's a good thing 
Good thinking. But yeah. yeah uh, so okay. So that wouldn't even have dawned on me actually. So we've got our basic plan in. Um. Oh man. I don't know what we're picking up on on your end there, Trevor. But we're hearing something. Oh. Uh, is there something? I don't know. Mysterious, mysterious ghosts in the signal. It happens sometimes. Yeah. Nope. I think it's not. actually your voice, Al. Is it my voice? Yeah. Uh, or is it coming through the speakers, you think? Yep. Ah, a little bit. A little feedback loop. Um, as long as we're not giving away, like, secrets of the... Anyway. <laughs> Illuminati <laughs> secrets on the podcast. Where is the gold? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we got our plan. We've got our geometry plan. Uh, at this point, we're picking our lumber. Mm-hmm. We're crossing off the options. So at this point, do you think we've nailed down things like exactly what pickups we're doing, exactly what electronics we're doing? I think that's probably the next step. Is like you have a general idea, you're going to run humbuckers. You know, I'm obviously running uh, in in the base. We're running, you know, a, a PJ setup. Um, but that doesn't nail down the actual electronics itself. It doesn't lay down the actual hardware itself. And I think... Um, at least from from my perspective, doing the multi scale base, it was like I need to figure out where to get the stuff from and what is going to fit my ideas of what I want best. Because you can do a multi scale individual bridges like I have in a few different ways. So I think at this point in in number four in our, it's like let's start nitpicking the details. Yeah, let's go. Let's really go into the hardware. Like. Yeah, let's nitpick the hardware. Where are we, you know, where are we going to source our pickups from? Where are we going to get our wiring harness from? Where are we going to get our bridges from? Our tuning machines, you know, what is the, those kind of things? Like, are we going to settle on ratio tuners from, um, from, <clears throat> from, yeah, from yeah, from Graftech, or you know, are we going to go with hip shot tuners? Are we going to? What are we going to do? And so let's really start hammer down the details and where do they come from and how much do they cost? Yeah, and are they available? Are they like available? Right now with COVID, it's like it's like sorry, man, that's six months away. Like you know, and and I, and I think we ran into this with the base too, is because we went with I had like yeah, I want these hip shot tuners because for no other reason, not that anybody, not everybody doesn't make black tuning machines, but it's like I want these ones because I like the the knob shapes, and if yeah. there, I think hip shot's the only one that does these whatever these shapes are, because I couldn't find any that quite like it. So this is what I decided on. And when Trevor said, yeah, I'll get them for you. I was like, oh, wait, I can't get them for you. So I think we ended up having them shipped to Gary in Idaho. So like there was a yeah, whole logistic mess that had to happen there just because Gary's in the States and hip shots in the States and we're in Canada. So like there was this huge delay that was going to happen or if they were even available at all for us to get here in Canada. Um, and, and so that's something you have to consider. And that comes down to the planning. It's like, where are they coming from? How much do they cost? How are you going to get them if you can't get them? And what's the alternative if you can't? Yeah. You know, um, I know for a lot of people right now, uh, you can't get a Bigsby to save your life. Like yeah. the, the straight up uh, made in the USA ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, B five or nothing. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Um, I, was, I was trying to order Luminly from Japan and go, just going through the uh, shopping cart. It's like, hey, Canada's not on here, so I message them and just say, like, yeah, we just suspended shipping to Canada for a bit due to COVID regulation. Blah blah blah. And you're like, oh, okay. 
like order from them all the time, but just, you know, this week, no, no warning or anything like, okay, I can't get that. Like, <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. Like brands aren't reaching out to you or, or, or they generally, um, a lot of these companies, they, they see it as a bad thing if they have to make a big announcement about being out. Yeah. Or, yeah. or, or not supplying to a, a, a normally available, um, clientele or, or demographic or what that's, that's not what I'm trying to say. Uh, I work in retail, man. Like, I, no, like uh, <laughs> this is a this is something I deal with all the time. Um, in a market, like a like a generally available to a market, whereas Canada being the market, or you know your particular residential area being a, being the market you live in, and to have something just all of a sudden not be available. I mean, we're we're kind of splitting hairs here a little bit, but you know it, the fact that it happened to us during this build was like, yeah, that's a thing that we didn't even think we had to consider. I, I, we know, were just I, super lucky that it turned out that, you know, the partners in this build, um, were, we were able to get it, get it sorted out. Yeah. Cause I mean, I was going for a Bigsby style trim. I could have been in that situation where it's like, yeah, dude, your, your less trim had to come from France. <laughs> yeah, like, true. like, just, like that, that right there, just like, that and how, where else can you get those less trims? Well, let's segue this nicely into number five. Yeah, planning, uh, ordering your parts and stuff, and we mentioned it earlier. But um, would you say that would be the next logical step, Trevor? Well, yeah, yeah. It's 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 especially nowadays. Yeah, you've got to you got to really plan it out because there's a distinct possibility it's not going to be available. Like you know, you go on Amazon. There's like that like we got one or two of these in stock and that's back order from there. Um, and that's, uh, you know, if you don't have a Floyd Rose for your, your, you know, Van Halen build, um, your, your SOL, man, like <laughs> that's yeah. not, you can't, you can't move forward on that. So then you got to go back to step one, maybe. Um, so availability is key. Yeah, that's true. Actually, if at this point, if you've planned your end game, you've planned your geometry and you're starting to pick parts and or pick, woods and parts and you find out your like you said your floyd rose if that's going to be back ordered for 16 months maybe it's time to start thinking about kaler yeah yeah exactly an alternative you know yep have a backup plan and 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 that's a that's a good point there too is that um so like you know floyd rose isn't the only company that builds uh, um, a trem system like that or a bridge system like that. So if you're not totally hooked on an elitist, you know, view it, like it has to be that brand or that particular item. Um, it's really knowing what your alternatives are, you know, at this point we go, Oh, wait a minute. I can't get that. Where, what else can I do I to maintain the overall plan? Maybe we've finally hit that point where my <clears throat> mistakes and planning have kind of, or at that crossroads where like I had to do a lot of problem solving to make my plan work. Luckily you had the presence of mind, like the, like, Oh, wait a minute, this isn't going to work because you could have honestly, man, you could have glued the neck down. Yeah, no, it's true. I could have slapped it in there. You could have glued it down and went, "Uh Oh, really nice wall hanger. (laughs) 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 And so, and I think that's, that kind of sums it all up is, uh, you know, measure twice. 
cut once. Yeah, the old carpenter's adage. You know. Well, so if, and that's probably, uh, you know, opinion time here, kids. Um, I would say that's probably the most important thing you can have going into any build, custom, parts, modding, whatever. Um, a willingness to problem solve because nothing ever goes exactly to plan. Plans have to be adapted. Um, the only things that ever go exactly to plan are like satellite launches and stuff where parenthood, you know, no way <laughs> <laughs> where by the time you're launching that satellite, you're on plan umpteen million. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, so a plan umpteen million goes according to plan, but the, you know, the bazillion before it, well, they didn't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Flexibility is, is, is huge. If you're not, yeah, like Floyd Rose Taylor, people won't care. But I mean, if, if it's, yeah, if there's a crucial piece of hardware that you can't budge on, then, you know, maybe rework the plan or you just, you know, are you willing to wait? It's, um, I think, oh, I think a big key part of this on like what, you know, steps one through five or, you know, a, a through D or whatever we're doing now, um, <laughs> is you should do this before you even touch the wood. Yeah. Like do this before you even buy or purchase. Like put, don't, don't, don't buy all your hardware and then be like, Oh, that's not available. Cause then you're just going to be left holding the bag. Right. Well, so and, and worse than that, in the case of a Floyd, if you go, Oh, I can't get a Floyd. Oh, I've routed the body for a Floyd. Yeah. Now you've just wasted that, that wood. Yeah. And you can't waste it, but it's just, yeah. Well, it's either, it's either the body goes on hold until you can get a Floyd and you're, you're working with a new body or you're going to have to do something real drastic, like cannibalize the Floyd from somewhere else or, you know, block yeah. the whole, uh, you <laughs> do a solid painted color or something. And yeah, yeah. Some- <laughs> the, the, the dramatic adaptations of the plan is that's when it happens. It's like, oh man, now I have to completely change this thing. And I, now you're going to end up with not the thing you want. Well, exactly. And, and, and being totally honest, I have not exactly got what I wanted here. I mean, I've gotten way beyond what I ever planned and, and hoped for in this build. <laughs> but what I wanted with the set neck was neck glued into neck pocket. And what I have is shim glued into neck pocket, neck glued into neck pocket. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I didn't want <laughs> shim in there. <laughs> and that's just down to the fact that as I was planning, I stopped planning and I started kind of freeballing it a little bit. Freeballing? Yeah. No. Freehanding, whatever. You know, it, and and exactly what Trevor was saying just now, like planning, you know, all this stuff before getting into it and stuff. And 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 I would have been okay. You know, a couple of little alterations to my non plan and I'd have been fine. Um, I have problem solved to where mm-hmm. I think I'm fine now anyway, but it would have been nice not to have to do that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and I did run into supply issues because the guy doing our pickups, uh, Dan Presenter of More yep. Guitars, he ran into supply issues. Yep. Yeah. You know, he's. And that's, that's, we both ran. This yeah. is, this is both guitars. Both are, guitars. We do not have the pickups that we're supposed to go in these builds because Dan can't make them. Yep. And that's not Dan's fault. That's no one's fault. <laughs> and, and when it well, when it comes right down to it, it's like the availability of the parts in the country, where the company supplying yeah. them to you, it, it, 
Because we couldn't have predicted that Brexit was going to destroy. Yeah, Dan's ability in Denmark to get parts. Like it just did. There was there was no way we could have planned it for that. Um, and you know, yeah, geopolitics. (laughs) That's insane. That is insane to say that that's something that actually affected these builds. But But it's true. That's where our planning, where it went right for both of us, is because I planned for humbuckers for ease of universal pickups. Yep. We taught. We planned your base around. A PJ setup for the exact same reasons. There is, there's no shortage of places to yeah. get them. So we had plenty of backups, and thankfully, Cole Max pickups had already sent us one set of pickups. Yeah, and, and I mean, and both sets, the humbuckers that are going into that, and the P, the PJ setup for this, they are stunning. Yeah, so and, you know, we had backups. Thank you, Cole Max pickups. <laughs> and uh, someday we'll get to slap some more pickups in these things, and those will be cool too. Um. Yeah, so I I think that's a great, I think it's a great five top five. Yeah, important five. Yeah. A to D. No, and then when you and then when no, but, but A to E, A to <laughs> good good maths. Your 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 alphanumeric correlation. arithmetic. Yeah, your correlation there was fantastic. <laughs> you see that like that was like a three second count before I was like. Wait a second. D's the fourth letter. <laughs> it didn't even phase me, actually. <laughs> I'm so used to my dumb, yep. not even bothered by it anymore. Yep. Um. <laughs> and I can tell you right now, I don't know if this is due to my lack of planning or due to my evacuating everything in my life from the fire forest fires and being all completely discombobulated. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I have screws for these pickup rings anywhere to secure them to the body. Hmm. If I do, they're not with the rings. They are not with the rings because yeah. you have the rings and no screws. Um, yes, sir. Um, Tiny that detail, being, but that a very being important and one. <laughs> I actually, this is something else that um, didn't, it, and I ordered just recently the last little piece of something that, wasn't even to plan because when pickups arrived, they had nickel hardware, nickel mounting screws for the overall look of the instrument I'm building is all blacked out. So I was like, Oh, that's not going to look quite right. So I actually just ordered yesterday, um, PJ base mounting screws in black. So similar idea. It's the little things. It's the devil in the details. Sometimes that's what hangs you up. I mean, yeah, okay. I could obviously I can install the pickups with the chrome, the nickel <laughs> screws that came with the with the hardware. But for the overall look and aesthetic, that when it comes right down to the final detail, that's something that I I know that I wanted them to yeah. be black. So, um, yeah. I mean, I even so I went so far as to order the pickups without um, the the pole pieces exposed in the covers, so that they're all black, kind of like EMG, but not because I don't really like. Pickups. See, a weird thing for me. I I love EMG base pickups. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just a. Yeah. Not usually know. an active pickup guy. No, that's that's me either. EMGs, like, but uh, I'm not an active pickup for base. Either. I dig them. A little more flexible that way. I don't know. Anyways, I think uh, I think that's a great place to wrap up this first episode in the build series. We're going to release these on a monthly basis until yeah. we decide we're done. Um, right. 
Yeah, one, man. One, yeah. One, one of my... Are you asking me? Yeah, I, dude, I gotta... <laughs> listen, you know me. I think it's best if I double-check everything with another source for the rest of my life. That's probably a good idea. I mean, your, your, your selection of sources is questionable. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor's here. Yeah. He's smart. Trevor, we're doing one a month, right? <laughs> oh, man, that wasn't the plan, so... Oh, <laughs> crap! <laughs> back to the drawing no. board. <laughs> yeah, back to step one, or A, or E, or whatever we're at. Step fighting mongoose. <laughs> wow. That's an old Futurama reference. Yeah. <laughs> when they uh, they get into the multiverse, and the one professor's like, you'll be universe, we'll call ourselves universe A, and... And uh, the other universe doesn't want to be called Universe B, so they decide to go with Universe Fighting Mongoose. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Anyway, point is, everybody needs to watch more Futurama. I haven't. I don't even know if I've seen a whole episode. Really? Oh, it's so good. It's one of my favorite shows. The movies sucked, but... There was Futurama movies? Yeah, they're now kind of, like, stuffed in... They did it real weird. Like, the original series had four seasons. And then it kind of came back, and they made the comeback as, like, a few movies. Yeah. And then they made some more seasons. And then when they put them all on streaming, they Same divided up as... the original seasons into, like, five seasons and made the movies into other seasons. And then... Oh, uh, yeah. So now Same like, creator oh, as The Simpsons, right? Yeah. Ah. Yeah. I think it's more fun than Simpsons. I, I was never super into The Simpsons, but I, I love me some Futurama. Anywho. A little more risque than The Simpsons. They they touch t- t- yeah, a little yeah, more grown up more topic stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, there's that's a, a more, uh, one night stands and flings in Futurama than there is in The Simpsons. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think I think that's a great place to kind of leave things off for episode one yep. of the Parts Build series. Oh no, no, it's not. Oh, okay. Um. So, one of the things we had to do ahead of time, at least in the case of like doing this, uh, for the podcast is as Casper was already talking about his a bunch, but we had to do some kind of work ahead of time to do this build series. And that was like the finishing and stuff like that. Yeah. So like, even though we hadn't recorded a single episode for this, um, we had to do all our finished work. We had to do, in my case, the carving of the neck heel and the gluing of, of it's like, there's like technically three guitars got finished in this <laughs> whole thing. <laughs> well, we, we've got a lot of time into these builds for not having quote started the builds. Well, I I think it was a, 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 from a like a, a entertainment standpoint. Nobody wants to sit here and listen to us sand guitar bodies for yeah. ten hours and like <laughs> rubbing on finish and and you know and one it's not really good radio, but two it's like it's clunking and banging and getting up and down and it just doesn't doesn't make sense, but. Um, moving forward, I think you're, you're absolutely right that we had to do a ton of legwork once the body and neck arrived here, um, to actually get to a point where we could start talking about it and, and making an effective podcast about it. So, um, yeah, it, hopefully we're going to have a lot more, um, a lot more content, uh, about the processes, um, you know, set, you know, and, and ending and setting up and actually playing them. So, um, which neither of us are anywhere near doing. No. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot of work ahead of us here. Mm-hmm. That's going to be fun. Uh, yeah. Trevor, final thoughts, my friend. Yeah. It's, I mean, you know, the best laid plans of mice and men, um, you know, sometimes rarely work, but it's, 
yeah, it's make a plan, stick to it, keep it flexible. If it falls apart, um, you know, really just reassess from there. But um, it's it's whatever you do, get your plan in order uh, before you even even start touching wood. Is my my big big piece of advice to hobbyists, luthiers, whoever, because uh, yeah, you don't uh, mistakes can be pretty costly on guitar builds. So it's um, it's always better to have a plan of attack ready in motion. Yeah, and uh, Casper had a good good thought. You know, gather some smart people around you. Don't Absolutely. be afraid to ever message people asking for advice, people who've done more builds than you or people who uh, maybe work in these fields. Or you know, Most guitar shops have a local repair tech that they use, and uh, you never know what kind of questions they might be willing to answer or help you with. So. That's absolutely true. And, and in our, I mean, in our case and anybody else that wants to like work with Gary, a parts caster concierge, or say, you know, with you, Trevor, um, you guys have been an unbelievable resource moving forward. So if you are choosing to go with a more boutique type of supply of, you know, bodies and necks and all these type of things, um, you know, those folks are going to be, I would, I would presume anyways, they're going to be very much involved for at some point if you have questions. Um, and that's maybe the difference between going with um, the way we went versus, say, Warmoth or Mighty Might or somebody like that, where you know, yeah, there, there may not be a, a there, there may not be a help desk <laughs> waiting for your call. Um, whereas you know, we we're in a situation and working with you, Trevor and Gary at Partscaster and Sean at Gun Street and and Cole Max Pickups and everybody's more than willing to be on board and helpful. Um, you know, sorting out any of these tiny little you know, nuanced issues we, we've we been coming up with. Speaking of Trevor, Vigilant Guitars. Yeah, Trevor, Vigilant Guitars. Trevor, I got a bone to pick with you, man. <laughs> oh, oh, right at, right at the end, Dave. Right at the end. Yeah, we got, we got the content we needed. Yeah, now we, I can, we've used you for what we need. Now I can elbow drop you off the top rope. What a guy. What a guy. <laughs> we got to talk about a limba guitar single pickup <laughs> with a neck that had neck break angle built into it <laughs> with a headstock shape that looked very familiar now i think it was maybe one of the 45 different ones that you and listen he i spent to. a lot of time obsessing over this headstock shape yeah you did i'm just saying what, what's with that man what's with what's with the headstock shape trevor what Oh, I'm running a business here. I don't know about you guys, but uh, <laughs> hey, when that cash rolls in, it's like, yes, sir. The stock tape is absolutely for sale, sir. Yeah. <laughs> he sold me out. Love it. He sold me out. <laughs> oh, you did such a good job. We got to see more of those things out there. That's all I'm saying. Well, maybe I had fantasies of doing that <laughs> that involved me. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's okay. He didn't have any fantasies. Uh, Nothing he would have pursued anyways. I got to say, the guy has good taste in headstones. Indeed, indeed. That. that is absolutely true. But it was really funny yeah, to see to see that that uh, part build. Watching you, was like, watching you hey, realize it's, it's it? This guy making a Karina, that's a lot like what I did. And, watching hey, he's you? using parts caster and vigilant guitars. And Wait, that headstock's my... <laughs> it was so great to watch Al come to the conclusion. He's like, wait a minute. That's a... What the? <laughs> I was like, that guy built the Doom version of my guitar. It's great. Yeah, he had a plan. And he Yeah, he went to it. That's for sure. Well, just rub it in my face. Like, oh, shit. 
He probably followed the plan right to the letter and went uh, off with, without a hitch. I swear the the neck break, the building in the neck break into the neck heel made. I swear to, that had to have been because of my mistake, right? Like that had to have been somebody knew. Yeah, it's you know it's it's that is one of the tricky parts about doing parts builds. If if I'm not building the body and the neck. It's, it's, you, you kind of feel like, oh, maybe it's the guy building the body's responsibility to ask what kind of bridge is going into it. But then, you know, is he going to angle the heel and I'm going to, or the pocket or this and that you're, you're going to get miscommunication on one side or the other. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's nobody's fault and everybody's fault at the same time. And it's, it's just one of those things that happens, but yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying I, I was, I was the I was the sacrificial lamb for somebody else's parts build that went off really well. Well, you know what though, it's learning from everyone's mistakes, not just your own. That's the genius move. Mm-hmm. That's the ring a ding play right there. This guy's way ring smarter ding. than you. That's all. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm just kidding. It was a great looking guitar as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Well, that's it. Part two is going to come out in November. Yes, it is November. Tomorrow. It'll Tomorrow's be November when this comes no. out. So so parts will come out December. December. Yeah. And uh, just a, a recap, uh, just for, for everybody that's listening, um, do go follow Trevor at Visual and Guitars. Heck yeah. Gary at Parts Caster Concierge. Mm-hmm. Sean at Gun Street Wiring. That guy too. Uh, Cole Max Pickups, I don't know the fellow's first name, uh, that's fantastic work. Absolutely I amazing. Uh, Serbo Creation. I don't know how to pronounce his first name. Yeah, and that's why I'm not saying it out loud. Because yeah, I Cole would just, Max pickups. Though. I would just make a debacle of it. Um, anyways, Cole Max pickups. Um, Vigilant Cole Max, both Canadian companies. Uh, so if you're here in Canada, at uh, acquiring yeah, parts, one more fellow we need to also encourage. Makes uh, really really great products. And then uh, last but not least, we haven't talked about it yet, but Richard Indra at Indra Guitars in the UK um, is doing uh, our pick cards and whatnot so do go follow him as well um and then we'll try to do a recap on every one of these build series episodes for everybody involved because we want everybody to yeah get the the recognition they deserve um for all the fantastic things they've they've provided for the project um and and one last huge thank you to you trevor yes you we know just from looking at these necks that you worked your bahookie off to make these what's a bahookie uh, so yeah, what's that? What part of me is that? <laughs> <laughs> your bahookies, you're behind your butt. Oh, in what language? Uh, okay, I don't know. I heard it. I think, it, oh, oh man, it was uh, it was an animated movie, and the squirrel was uh, played by Billy Connolly. Okay, anyway, he shouted oh. something about right, the glorious bahookie or something like that. Was, oh my god, um, I know this movie, my kids have seen it. I think I own it. Yeah, you probably do. Open range or nope. over the hedge or something like that. Or one of those ones. Open season. Open season. That's the one. Yeah, where they're yeah. dropping propane tank bombs and yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, so open I open season. I right in the middle of that. The thanks and praise. That's the Bahookie. Got it. Oh geez. Anyway, Trevor, man, um, these necks are are works of art, and that's entirely down to your hard work and skill and uh generosity. Indeed. With, uh, with said hard work and skill. Um, I personally am just so grateful that you literally brought a fantasy of mine to life um, that I never thought I'd have. So, uh, you know, thank you for not only being involved with the, the build series and with the show a couple of times now, but for, for this, this neck I have and for the neck, the Casper has, man. 
Yeah, no, it was it was a pleasure working with you guys. I mean, yeah, it, the project obviously had some hiccups here and there, and um, it was challenging at times for sure with that binding and whatnot. But we'll we'll move beyond that. I'll never make um, that again. I appreciate it. But uh, no, it was a fun project. It was it's 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 projects like that that challenge your skills and just make you a better builder so i I appreciate you guys giving me the opportunity to do that and then just work with you guys because you guys are a blast so yeah it's great for everybody awesome well folks that's it we're wrapping it up episode one of the parts build series in the books finally and we'll see you at least for this series we'll see you again in december and we'll of course see you next week with the regular episode bye-bye